You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. I'm your host, Brooke Walker, and I am giddy. I'm so excited to bring you today's conversation, today's interview, which is centered around a really valuable, really important topic, especially, I think, in this day and age, and that is hard work, as in how to raise hard workers, how to promote the ethics and value of work within the walls of your own home. It's a gimme generation right now. It's a, it's a, I deserve it. I should get it sort of, sort of a culture that we're swimming in and living in and trying to navigate as parents. So I hope today's conversation will give you some good ground rules, be a good jumping off point as we try to instill those hard work principles into our children and into our family life. And I have just the people to speak to it. He is a former college and professional basketball player who played in the NBA for 10 years and is now the head coach of the men's basketball team at Brigham Young University. She graduated from BYU in journalism, worked at ESPN, and also as an assistant for comedian David Letterman back in the day. Together, they are raising their four hardworking daughters, Leanne and Mark Pope are such a dynamic duo. In fact, I'll tell you, you're obviously listening to an, an audio recording, right? This, this podcast via audio channel. But I got to tell you, we did the interview over Zoom and I just liked watching these two together. Is that weird? Hopefully it doesn't come across as creepy, but they just have this infectious dynamic between the two of them. It's, it's you know, a grab of the arm or it's an elbow to the rib playfully. They just, they approach life, it would seem, and, and their relationship and their family with this lighthearted but focused intent to raise good grounded kids who know who they are and know the value of work. And these are principles that of course, you know, Mark puts into play on the basketball court through his role as coach, but they bring those same principles home and translate them in a way that I have to think really does strengthen their family from the inside out. And Leanne, I love this woman. She is a force to be reckoned with. She's a no-nonsense mama who is just doing it right. She's just raising these girls to, again, know who they are and, and know that effort matters, that it's not the outcome, but the effort that you should be proud of and that you should value. I think you'll find their their ideas and their their approach to be refreshing. And I think you'll find it to be a good jumping off point as we all together collectively try to promote this, this ever important value of hard work in our homes. So sit back and listen as I have the chance, the honor to chat with Mark and Leanne Pope about the topic of hard work at home. Mark and Leanne Pope, welcome to Family Rules, the podcast. Thanks for jumping in with us this morning. Thanks for having us, Brooke. If I can just give a little behind the scenes, I'm so impressed with both of you individually and also as a couple. And I reached out, we should we should acknowledge at the time of this recording, we're thick in basketball season. So I reached out to Leanne thinking, no way, coach's schedule too busy, not even wanting to ask. And Leanne was quick to say, hey, can we try to do it together? And I admire that because I feel like you both reflect this sincere attitude of we're better together. Like we're better together. If we can be together, we're gonna do it together. And I love that. Well, I'm I'm super grateful because Leanne just drags me along on everything. The truth <laughs> is, is that Brooke 
contacted Leanne and said, Hey, Leanne, I'd like to interview you again. And, and she had no interest in having me on this That's show. That's not true. <laughs> that is not true. I just didn't want to be so lame as to say, Hey, middle basketball season. Can the coach come too? I thought we'd just do a mother chat, but being a family podcast, I'm so glad to have both of you. Do you feel that vibe though? Do you, do you consciously practice that like better together when we can? It's so much more fun for us to do it together, which I appreciate your sensitivity to Mark's time, but it's so much more fun to do together. Plus it's a little scheduled time together, which we, I appreciate during the season because it's hard to come by. And, this is date we night. Work. Yeah. It's date morning day. <laughs> yeah. The truth is, Brooke, too, is it's, it's, it's a conscious effort that's super important to us. Um, everything from, from talking about we instead of she and I, right. And, um, and trying to do everything we can together. Uh, our career is something we do together and, and working on our family is something we do together. Um, it makes us better together. And, and that's just the truth. And yeah. so, yeah, it's a conscious effort and it's something that, you know, it, it's not hard because there's nobody in the world that I'd rather be hanging out with right now than Leanne. I mean, I love you and I love Clark and sure. I love Sarah, but <laughs> sure. the that I get to be with Lee right now is, is the best part of the deal. You know, Brooke, you- it's, one of, it's one of the things that, you know, when Mark was uh, in medicine, you know, and he went to med school, it was something that was a really hard adjustment for him because we'd always been such a part of each other's lives. And I was so involved when he was playing with either the coaches and the wives and the, and the charity events. And then it was something that we really were grateful for when we chose to come back into the, our basketball world, that it's something we really, really share and we're really, really involved in. So it is something for sure together. Together's for sure better. And, and, because we're not going to let you a- ask any more questions. <laughs> and there's just the truth about like, when I walk into the room with Leanne, I immediately have so much more swag and credibility. It's the truth. <laughs> Leanne's hitting me right now, but it's true. Let me give a play-by-play. Leanne is now officially beating up on the coach. <laughs> a few one-twos on the shoulder punch, out of love, of course. Well, you're yeah. both you're both just amazing in your own right. I don't say that to flatter because I'm talking to both of you, but you both built independent identities before you came together. So I appreciate that idea of consciously representing the weed. Do you have a marriage mantra of any kind or a phrase or a line that kind of drives your relationship from the marriage perspective? That's a cheesy question. Our marriage question. is really happy when I do exactly what Leanne tells me to. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Yes, yes. Let's broaden it up to the family circle. Tell us about your girls. Bring us up to speed on family life. Okay, so we have four beautiful daughters. We have Ella just turned 20 yesterday. Oh my gosh. She is serving a mission. She was originally uh, called to serve in Ecuador, Guayaquil West. And COVID hit. She came home for three months, which there were moments that I thought it all happened just so I could have my daughter for three months. <laughs> and then she was called to serve in the Jacksonville, Florida mission. And she has had Spanish speaking, such an amazing experience. Super, super grateful. It was really weird to have our first birthday that I've never spent with her yesterday. Oh. We got to talk to her, which was great. And she comes home mid-April. So um, we're kind of the home stretch, but it's been a wonderful experience. And we have our daughter, Avery, who is uh, 17. Everyone's about to have a birthday, but 17. And she's a senior at Timview High School. She's an avid tennis player and a great big sister. And Layla is a sophomore. She's 15. She would stay in the dance studio 24-7 if she could. And then Shay is thir- it's 12 and she is a sixth grader. And she's she's our, our baby. And I'm holding on to that as long as I yes. possibly can. Yeah, squeeze her tight. How's the teenage yes. phase? You know what? Our girls, I mean, it is for us in the Pope house, in our little world, it's been great. 
it's, it's really to watch my girls become who they are has been really one of the great joys of, of my life to just watch them become, <clears throat> become oh. who they're going to be. Yeah. So the teenage, I mean, there's highs and lows. Sometimes we're a sinking ship and sometimes, man, we are soaring with vehicles all on the same day. Sometimes, <laughs> Same hour, even. I mean, exactly. we, we definitely have moments where we're hiding in the closet. Just, have, <laughs> just, just to like, just to breathe for a second. Okay? <laughs> there's nothing, you know, so there's a, the, the cliche teenage stuff going on, but we've been really blessed to have four daughters that are, uh, extraordinary human beings. And, and, uh, it's been really fun to go through this process now, especially watching Leanne, uh, listening to Leanne talk on the phone with Ella right now, there's a hundred percent a mother daughter relationship, but there's this creeping in relationship where they actually can counsel each other or take each other's advice. And that is like the most beautiful thing to watch. It's pretty spectacular. You were right at that. Our girls are at that age where they're just, they're coming out of the, the relationship is kind of changing between, yeah. you know, being the mom and and just seeing them be who they are. And I think what, what Mark said is super grateful. And to hear Ella sometimes say my words back to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's what, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I've heard that advice somewhere before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I Listen, love... Oh, the girls ahead. totally drive us crazy too. <laughs> I'd expect nothing less. Well, let me, on that point, let me ask, were you a natural girl dad, Mark? Did that come naturally with four, four daughters in the house? When we found out that our, our firstborn Ella, when she, we found out she was a girl, I was like, this is great, but I have no idea what to do with a girl. <laughs> Not a, I did, no idea whatsoever what to do with a girl. And then, you know, after she was born, uh, I think ever since I felt like, man, I'm, what would we do with a boy? Like, I'm so grateful for these girls. Our girls are just, they're just incredible. I feel like, you know, a girl dad, I mean, I feel like being able to be the father of daughters, the dad to daughters is the greatest gift in the world. I kid you not. Um, I, I just can't think of any way to be more blessed. It's so spectacular. Mm. I love feeling and hearing your tender mom heart, Leanne, as you talk about their individuality and becoming who they are. I'm curious was that ever a challenge? I, I look at parents who know their children so individually so well, and I find that really admirable. And you've you've got a you've had a basketball player, you've had a tiptoe, as we call it at my house, a dancer, yeah, right? Yeah, who yeah. wants to slave yeah. in the studio? But yeah. ha- has it been a challenge to try to adapt your parenting to their individual personalities? Oh gosh, yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, I feel like I have four daughters that are so extremely different, and what's hard for one of my daughters comes really easily to another uh, one of my daughters. Mm-hmm. So not only the challenges, but helping them navigate life and the things socially that may be hard or, or, you know, applying themselves to certain things. My daughter, Layla, and she, I have full, full, full permission. She is a freshman. When she was a freshman at Tiffany, she had 78 tardies. <laughs> 78 tardies. That's impressive in a weird this way. Suggestion and she was having a lot of fun in between classes. That was, <laughs> was horrifying to Avery. I mean, just a little example of like that, just different and how they respond to me. Yeah. I mean, Ella is a fighter. I mean, you push back and she's just going to fight on the court, off the court, in a classroom. And, you know, Avery will be, that does not, she does not respond well to that. So there's, there's just, uh, just personalities and they're feisty and they're typings. <laughs> so when you say it, yes, it's a landmine sometimes, Brooke, just navigating it. And you gotta be, uh, I've had to, I, and, and I wish sometimes I'd learned lessons earlier, which I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to. 
just, you know, I think sometimes your girls, my girls, kids need a lot more love and understanding than maybe, um, I think it took me a little bit. You just feel like you're trying to fit so much into this little window where you have them, you know, in your nest. Right. But sometimes there's just lessons I learned, learned slower, right. which is, is the refining fire of motherhood, right? And fatherhood. It's, it's well been said. amazing to watch these girls because you would think, I mean, they're coming from the same two people. And they certainly have some parts of them that are so, like, you can just see yes. that they are Leanne's daughters. But in terms of personality, sometimes it's sometimes we shake our heads and be like, they're so incredibly different. Yeah. It's almost shocking. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, they're just these gifts that keep, like, developing into who they're going to be. And it's, it's awesome. And that they recognize it in one another. You know, Layla, Layla if you need it outfit approved, go to Layla. And all the girls do that, right? Does that it's go like, for the coach too? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no doubt. So, and, and just what they get from each other and that they kind of fill in the gaps for one another, is, you yeah. know, family does. Talk to me about hard work at the Pope House. How did you curate that? How did you develop that in these, in these young ladies? You know, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity when we, we have like this podcast to kind of focus and you kind of think about this one slice of your life and your family. And of course, I've also interviewed my girls. I, I remember going to a, um, it was when Mark was with the Nuggets and we went, it was a, a wives event and it was a, a child psychologist. And she talked about, and, and I was just like, you know, one sentence that just penetrated my heart. But she talked about where we put our, our value is what our kids will adhere to. And she talked specifically about a, a soccer game with your children. And if the question that they always get asked was how many goals did they kick or, or make or how many, then that is what they will value. But if the, if the question or the dialogue after the event is how did you do your best? Did you, um, did you work as hard as you possibly could? Did you listen to your coach? Were you a great teammate that they learned at a very young age that that's what's important. And we come from a very competitive life. I mean, winning matters. Winning is not just a nice thing. It's, and it's fun to win. Right. But I, I, but somewhere in that, like light switch went off in, in me. And I think Mark is probably naturally that way. Um, but we really have valued hard work and the, and the effort that the girls put in and they always have control over that. You always have control over how hard you work. And that's, I think not only is it important, but it's also a confidence builder within themselves that they have the control, no matter how things turn out. And like I said, winning is really fun. Winning yes, is really fun. Yes. But 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 from that's where I when I'm thinking about that about that concept, I, I heard that it made so much sense to me, and it was it's something that kind of has obviously bloomed. But valuing the hard work and what they put into it, and 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 yeah, it's it's such part of our family, and the girls have have watched. Leanne worked so hard ever since they were born, right? And so part of it is just getting to watch that. I think for both of us, one of the things that I think we're most, um, it's most exciting to see in our girls, you know, we always talk about, we always talk about um, hard work and like learning to work hard and whatever. But what's really powerful is when you see your children start to believe in hard work. Mm. Um, I, I think it's something that is, in some ways is is 
different than it was when we were growing up. And this idea of believing in in the product of hard work, I think is something that it sounds so simple, but like, I think there's a lot of young people today that are growing up and they don't actually believe, you know, it might be a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. It might just be, uh, you know, a belief in talent, whatever, but our girls believe that if they take something and work really, really hard at it, that they're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And and watching that belief grow in them is, mm-hmm. you know, I'll take Layla as an example. You know, she just had this massive, massive back surgery, uh, really a, a traumatic deal, and it's 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 slowed down her progress for a little while in dance. And she's 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 pretty ambitious, and she actually like you can see it in her right now. She's working so hard, and she's not working hard to work hard. She's working hard because she genuinely believes. That if she works hard, that it's going to take her where she wants to go. I know that sounds so pedestrian. No, I love it. I I believe it's a fundamental principle that might be escaping us sometimes. And it's been fun to watch our girls, you know, grasp onto it. I love that. And I love Leanne's point of control because ultimately if confidence comes out of it, even if the wind doesn't come, if the girls or if your children feel a sense of control over their inputs, no matter the output, that confidence will build. So I think that control factor is huge is huge too. So dial us back a few years. Were there systems in place? Was there a chore chart? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of trying to crack the egg a little bit, but what did it look like on a Monday through Saturday in your home that allowed this work or that belief of the power of hard work to take hold and, and take off? You know, I, I, I think about, Avery said this to me um, this week when we were talking about it, is, um, and again, I, I know families, people are listening, or their families are all different time, you know, different seasons of their lives, but she, she's a junior and she, you know, there were times with her sport, with, with tennis and with basketball, with with these girls that I would say, this can't be more important to me than it is to you. Mm -hmm. And so there, there was a point where, you know, this is a little, little anecdote, but I was registering Avery for all of her tournaments. And I was, I was doing all of these details and it took a lot of like the, the, the dates and the, and when you could register in the window and you need to be in there. But, and there was a point where I was like, you know what, this should be a lot more important to Avery than it is to me. And so she took all of that over. Mm -hmm. So when you say what's, what things we didn't, we, 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 we've had so many crash and burns with charts and with, with when we figured out things, of course, in like our home or how I structure things that everyone does a family job every day. We talk about charts and stars. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I do feel like whatever the girls were pursuing, it was their dream, not our dream. And it needed to be more important to them than us. Um, Somehow that, that is, was absorbed. I mean, Avery, I have never, Avery was, has 6am tennis workouts. I have never had to wake her up. I have never had to drag her out of bed. Well, because because you've let her own it. And that, yeah. that's the thing is, is, is if it comes, I, I and I really believe this, and Leanne's been such so great at this, if, if, if this is something that's coming from us, it has a really short shelf mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so I think in terms of like our girls learning to work, I mean, part of it is being inspired to work on something that you actually want, right? Mm-hmm. And so... It, you know, in fact, Lee, you were mentioning just this morning, I think it was Avery talking about it being their dreams, not ours, right? I think that's so, I think that's so critical that you kind of foster an environment for your children to find out things that 
that they want to pursue bad enough to actually put in the work, right? And, and it makes them vulnerable. When you really put your whole heart into something, it's scary. and we talk about being all in at our house all the time. <laughs> um, you know, there's Mark has this word wall for the team that there's all the things that kind of make up BYU basketball. And one of it is GBED, get better every day. And, and this idea of focusing on being the best that you can be, working as hard as you can, and like Mark says, so far, our girls really believe that that's going to translate to the success and them reaching their goals. But if you can, if you can slice together, splice together uh, a lifetime of working as hard as you can every day at something, yeah. if it's school, if it's your family, if it's relationships, if it's what, you know, your, your profession, that's a pretty good life of getting better every day. And and I believe we just believe in our DNA that that translates to you being able to do what you want. And, and again, putting that power in that into our girls' hands, not the coaches. You know, like anytime there's been a thing about playing time, you know, Mark would say it's your job to convince that coach that you need to play. Mm. You know, it's not blaming the coach or blaming the teacher. It's, it's putting that control, work harder. Yeah. And when it doesn't, you know, when, it, when you do fail, or it doesn't end, you're like, ha, ah, I got to work a little harder. Or this was an opportunity, like Mark is so great at, to get better. To look yeah. at it and be like, ooh, I need to work on this and work on this. And as a family, I can say to you, Brooke, we've been super invested in our girls' journeys as a whole. For example, Avery working so hard on her kick serve. And our whole family knows that she's working on that kick serve. Oh, I love and that. And then to be and win a match or ace because yeah. the kick serve. And like, it's like five people that are like, she did it. She nailed it. Or Layla getting her point shoes or Ella learning Spanish on her mission. I mean, when she called us and said she gave her first lesson to someone who did not know her and they did not know that she, you know, was a new Spanish speaker. I mean, it was like, oh. it was so awesome for all yeah. of us. Yeah. I think that's also being invested in these little victories and and what they what they look like you know uh, uh, we might we might have done it backwards we actually haven't talked about this but i think it may, maybe it's true you can correct me oh um, i will <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's interesting this 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 idea because i'm just thinking about it right now and so here's uh, you know you take any of our girls but since we're talking about avery she's you know she's been so diligent uh about working on her tennis game kind of on her own and this idea of her you know she'll get up and like Leanne said, we, we are not motivating factors in that. She is pushing that, right? And so she's learned really, really elite level skills in terms of hard work. Now, she stinks in terms of the hard work required to keep her room clean. <laughs> but, but I think what's interesting, because you mentioned the chore chart, I think what's interesting is our girls are really learning how to work hard when they found things that they're passionate about. And, and they've kind of backworded that into like daily skill sets, like mm -hmm. doing their That's homework true. or cleaning their room. Mm -hmm. it, it like, it's, it's kind of been a backwards thing from their passion. And it started to filter into the mundane parts of their life where they work hard. Yeah. I don't know what like a clinical child development psychologist would say about that, but that's the way it's worked in our house. It, and it's, I think it's, I think our girls have been really successful at Ella's the farthest along the path. And so we've seen it the most with her where the stuff that was driving us crazy, the little mundane household chores kind of stuff 
She's actually become excellent at those as she's got later in life where she's taken the lessons from her passion of hard work and implemented them there. I don't know what that means, but I, I love that. Yeah, no, it taps into that passion. When they feel the power of the passion or they're invested in the activity, they're going to see the, the payoff of that work and translate it to other areas of their life. Leanne, you mentioned the word failure. And I'm just curious, I guess we really can't talk about hard work without acknowledging the failure. And I, I have to imagine it's one thing to coach a team through failure and another thing to parent a family through through a fall or through a flop or through a trial or through it. You know, when you put so much into it, and you're not getting out of it what you hoped. How do you parent through those moments? I, I I think it's again, it's hard, you know, and it's I mean, we we've had big time losses of of in where the girls that you know, we've lost in a state championship final and, and it's it's not easy. But man, to see that you we we do, we focus after that you feel it, right? After the tears and after the anger or whatever, however it manifests itself, we really talk about the progress and how how amazing it is to get to that point. And it's going to sting for a while and it's okay to feel it. And sometimes you just got to sit like, this really stinks. Yeah. (laughs) And, and also I, you know, you talked about earlier about how different our girls are, um, you know, to have four girls and how they, they work differently and they, how different, anyway, how different they are. Um, you know, like for, for, so our Layla has dyslexia and school is hard for her and she works really, really, really hard for her A's. And eight and Ella school is really, really easy. And we want her to really apply ourselves. So we, we were like, you know, you just, if you just really just do the work, you're, you're, it's real, it comes really easily to her. And so when those failures or those victories come, um, I think it's just, it's just really important to, to find, to see your daughters where they are and where they've come from. And so sometimes a B is super, super awesome for one of your girls. Yeah. And for somebody else, a B is like, you know what? It's just because you just didn't really work that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I, adjusting I just, the playing field, so to speak. Yeah, and, and really seeing your girls for where they are and who they are and their gifts, which, man, this is a learning curve for us. I mean, mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to talk about this publicly with you guys, but, man, we're still figuring it out and still figuring out my daughters, and they're still figuring me out. So there's no... We haven't cornered the market on having this, you know, pegged by any means. But I just, I, that's something I've learned is where our girls is, is their strengths and the weaknesses and things that are important to them have, have come along the path is celebrating victories look very different and failures look different to each of the girls. I think, I think too, that, that, um, a couple things. One is the girls get to see us fail all the time, publicly and privately. Hmm. And so I don't think failure is a terrifying thing for our girls. Now, like our girls take, failure bad i mean <laughs> they don't take it well but they're but normal not, teenagers i mean that sounds yeah. like a yeah yeah mark doesn't take losses <laughs> well he we're not in the business of losing <laughs> but they they've they you know we get to go through the process so much as a family that yeah they, we kind of know what's on the tail end of it mm-hmm. and the other thing that leanne's been so great about with teaching our girls is it comes back to that empowering thing because our girls take responsibility for their failures because we take responsibility for our losses, right? If you take responsibility, if you don't start dishing out excuses or pointing fingers, but you take responsibility, you're like, you first look at yourself, be like, how can I fix this? It's such a powerful thing because it puts all the control back in your hands and you know what you're going to do tomorrow. Like you, you lose in the state championship. You know what? You know what you're going to do the next morning. You're going to get up and you're going to work hard at it again and you're going to get better. 
And, yeah. and, and the fact that Leanne is never, Leanne is tough. Like she's never allowed the girls the, the, um, the leeway to kind of blame something else or point the finger at something else. And while that might seem unsympathetic in the moment, it is like made our girls feel so powerful, like they're in control. So when a failure comes, it's like, okay, I can fix this. I can fix this. And I know the recipe to fix it. And so I'm going to keep going. And so failure is not a, you know, failure is not something that we we enjoy in our house, but we know that it's a necessary part of life. We know that it's going to happen and we know how we're going to respond to it. I think our girls do. You know, a funny story, Brooke, I think we may have talked about this one other time. I've told the story before, but um, we went to a Colin Karchner who we just, that's one of our society's great losses of this yes, Colin. We went to one of his uh, lectures and he talked about there used to be helicopter parenting and now there's snowplow parenting. And Ella and Avery are with me at the, at the <laughs> lecture, I guess. And we got in the car and, and the first thing Ella's like, there are parents like that? That would be so awesome. <laughs> Where's my it helicopter? Really funny. It was really funny. She was like, but one of the things we say a lot at our house is figure it out. Yeah. Like, figure it out, girls. Like this has happened and this. Okay, well, figure it out. But what do you do when you're tempted, like, because politics do jump in or they may be, you know, an opportunity may be taken from them that they've rightfully earned. I mean, there's got to be sometimes that knee-jerk reaction as parents to be like, ah, that you deserve that or you earned that. Or how do you, how do you self-restrain, I guess, asking for a friend slash asking for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, there, for us in our little world, the times that I've gotten involved with like a teacher is when I really feel like there's something like somehow something's been mistreated. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's been something that I feel like that's not okay. Yeah. Hey, and hey. then, and then, so it, it, like my girls will say, if we're wrong, look out, Jack. But if you wrong us, <laughs> look out, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I mean, there's been some situations that that guy felt like something was really not right where my daughters tried to advocate one and two and three. Yeah. And then there's been an email or something that I just like, Hey, let's sit down and we got to figure this out. The, the, those out. moments are like, you can count them on one hand, but they're terrifying. <laughs> when Leanne is on the rampage is like, like all of us are scared for the object of her rage, right? This is, it is great. Terrifying. Oh, that's awesome. But it, it, it rarely happens. And, yeah, and the reason I said that. Teach you that is because every time, I mean, that is the message. Every time Leanne jumps in and saves our girls, even, even in the instances where, even in the instances where maybe they have been unfairly wronged or unfairly treated. Every time that Leanne jumps in and saves them, in a sense, the message, the undertone message is you can't do this on your own. That is such a dangerous message that, that Leanne's been so protective. She gets so mad at me sometimes because I'll want to jump in and do it. And she'll, she, she, like, she will sometimes physically abuse me. <laughs> and she'll be like, Mark, you have to let them figure it out. Yeah. And, the, and the end result of that is that you get these girls that are, Listen, you know, nobody's perfect. Our girls have all kinds of issues, but but they have something inside them that's like, no, I can figure it. We have really strong, powerful girls. But, but I think that's a natural feeling too. I mean, it can happen socially. I mean, girls being left out or being... Yes. And I've had to mature into everybody can't be invited to every party or whatever it is, again, yeah. empowering. Because I have no control over all these other girls. Right. But I do have control and influence on Ella, Avery, Layla, and Shay well, and helping them navigate when they get stung, 
when yeah. they fall short, when they feel left out, but I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I don't have any influence on these other girls, but mm-hmm. man, if, if I could help them, if we can help them navigate that, why they're under our roof and give them a couple of tools. And sometimes it, it defies all of your emotions and logic. <laughs> and, and, but that's probably being the parent is looking around the corner, the corners that they can't see. Well, and it said. stinks and it's hard. And sometimes you are so tough with them and then you want to just, mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. the tears come as a parent, you know, you give all that great advice and then you go in and there's tears that you shed because it's sure. hard. Sure. In conclusion, you two, if there's a family listening, a parent set listening saying, I want more of that kind of culture. How can I, where do I start? What's a good starting point for someone wanting to develop a stronger work ethic or a stronger work culture within the walls of their own home? Well, I think, I mean, I'm going to repeat kind of what we said. And again, trust me, we don't have answers, but I do think this idea of doing everything you can to help your children uh, find find something they're passionate and kind of learn to work backwards, right? Like learning to work on the things you're passionate about and then kind of backing your way into things that are just like the general mundane things. I just think, I'm not saying that's always the answer, but I think there might be a little slice of the answer in there. And then this idea that Leanne's been so great about empowering your, your, your children to, you know, by not bailing them out um, by not pointing fingers, by by challenging them to figure it out over and over, and then and then celebrating like crazy when they do, even in a little way, I think it's a I think it's a pretty good beginning. And I think that diff- you know our girls have all gravitated towards different things, Brooke. You know, I think that there's also some as a parent. We have so tennis, dancing, school, basketball has been this nucleus of all these different lessons. That's the beauty of it. And they found something that they're willing to be vulnerable, work hard at, fail, succeed, and everything in between. So I think as a parent, when I, if I was thinking of a young parent, was let, like seeing your children and letting them find that thing. Even if you don't think, even if you, you know, something Avery said to me the other day, you guys never told us you're too short, you can never do that. Or you're too tall, you can never do that. That really wasn't the point. The point is them finding something that they really want to work really, really hard at mm-hmm. and and sacrifice for. And gosh, there's just so many lessons in there. So what helping your child, exposing them to a million different things, and maybe they find the one thing or the two things that like, man, this is my thing. Oh, you guys are great. You're a lot of fun too. Thanks for letting me be the third wheel on this podcast day because that was, you're fun to watch. The dynamic is fun. The energy is fun. And I just appreciate this sincere approach to just raising solid kids and keeping that family first and foremost. So thanks to both of you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Brooke. I told you. I told you. Aren't they great? I really enjoyed that conversation with BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope and his wife, Leanne. Thanks to both of them for taking time out of a busy in-season schedule uh, to have that chat and to kind of share a little glimpse of their personal life with us. Today's topic, hard work at home. If you enjoyed this conversation, we invite you to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and we hope you'll be able to join us next time. You can get more great family rules conversations and interviews from both families and experts alike on our website, byutv.org, or of course on social media too. Family Rules, the podcast is a production of BYU Broadcasting.